Well, hello, Katie and Leslie. Kyle Wyatt here. The iconic cry of Mortal Kombat from 29 years ago. The thing is still going strong. I hear you guys have a fun podcast going. It was Katie and Leslie's fun podcast, I believe. Wow. I hope you guys grow that into what it should be. Uh, Katie, if you're the same person that uh, I looked up on the internet, looks like you do some comedy. Well, we've got something in common. But for all your listeners out there, I want you guys to enjoy this cry from 29 years ago. Still got it. Katie and Leslie! Finish them. (laughs) So, listener, we bought a cameo. (laughs) It's the best £25 we've ever spent. If If anyone's ever donated to our coffee, thank you. Your money has gone to Kyle Wyatt, who in turn gave it to wasn't it like a human trafficking charity he donates all of his money to i think it was yeah from being the voice of mortal kombat we got the guy who does the voice who goes mortal kombat in mortal kombat it's really the best thing we could have done i can't imagine a different cameo we could have gotten that would have been better me neither it's perfect We are going to have to change the name of the podcast, though. That's true, yeah. And also, also, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a shame that I don't do stand-up, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, maybe, like, he knew he was talking to Leslie Ewing Burgess. <laughs> the, the, the Leslie Ewing Burgess. I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to get one for you now, aren't I? <laughs> oh, it's good. I, I, I got- We're going to only talk via Kyle Wyatt. <laughs> oh my God, please. £25 a message. It's going to be so expensive, but such a good podcast. That's the same price it was, like, texting in the 2000s. That's true. I just mean once once we get about 45 minutes worth of them, it's going to add up. <laughs> hey, hey, Katie, Kyle Wyatt here. Leslie wanted me to tell you. How is it going? <laughs> <laughs> hi <laughs> hi leslie katie wanted me to tell you i'll just make it a cup of tea i'll be five minutes late to the podcast recording <laughs> sorry <laughs> hi katie kyle here L- leslie just wanted me to drop you a quick note to tell you i'm feeling sleepy jewel. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely man. I know, he seems the best. Because we where we found him on that during... <laughs> I don't know why we found him on no, that. No, I, I know exactly why we found him, I remember. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain, Katie and I, before episodes, will we'll frequently uh, pick a tarot card. And we had one day where we picked the devil card and I was looking at the little um, keywords and one of them was fatality. And so we started talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and we came up with the idea of that and it was pretty much the most excited we've ever been (laughs) yeah (laughs) i do remember going on there and going like um oh yeah because i'd read an article yes which was just like the guy who yells mortal combat 
um, has still got it. And then like in text, it was like, do you mind for our readers shouting Mortal Kombat? And so they just typed out going, Kyle Wyatt. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> He quote marks from Kyle Wyatt. <laughs> it's such it's so unsuitable for the written medium. Katie. It's, it's very funny. I really enjoy it. Katie, well. I've only ever done one cross stitch in my life, but I really desperately want to make you a cushion that says Mortal Kombat, Kyle Wyatt. <laughs> Not even in capitals or anything. No. Mortal Kombat full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Anyway. Hi. Anyway. <laughs> hi. Welcome to the podcast. It's a fun time with Katie and Leslie. 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 Fun, fun time, time, fun time, fun time, fun time, fun time. Are you ready for a fun time with Katie and Leslie? Whoa! Leslie, if you were in Mortal Kombat, what kind of kooky fighter would you be? Well, Katie, I've actually been thinking about this a lot recently. Like, Mortal Kombat has been on the mind. Um, I sort of have a weird sort of conflated sense of fighting games because I played a lot of them when I was a kid. And I feel like I never focused on any of them enough to like how I've sort of just, yeah, it's just all of them together. So Mortal Kombat Street Fighter, some Soul Calibur, mm. Darkstalkers, which absolutely ruled. A soul still burns. That's all I know about <laughs> yeah. Soul Calibur. Um, oh God, like I, there's so many things. Like I sort of, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, maybe quite recently, but I sort of have a strange relationship with video games because I never was really, I've never really been a gamer much myself. But when I, when I was growing up, my brother was so into video games that I watched him play just endless hours of video games. And so I've quite, Mm. the games of that time, I'm very, very aware of like Final Fantasy games and stuff. Like I'm sort of, I've got a lot of uh, nostalgia built around them, but the one thing that I loved more than anything was fighting games because they were the games that I could play with my brother. Yeah. And piss him off a lot because he always wanted to do the moves and I just wanted to key mash. And so whenever I won, he was furious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, I've, I've, I, I, I love fighting games, but yeah. So what's, what's your favorite thing about fighting games? Um, I never played them when I was a kid. They were the kind of one thing I was never interested in. I think, but I remember when me and Ben first got together, um, ex-boyfriend of the podcast but excellent man yeah ex-boyfriend but continued friend of the podcast yeah continued bestie of the podcast cool cat of the podcast lovely guy of the podcast yeah we went to a bar we really like called spanky van dykes oh yeah i remember going there with you yeah (laughs) or it was it it had changed by then but i remember it used to be that yeah it turned into albert's and now it's turned back into spanky's (gasps) and they redid it all right before the last lockdown and it's not opened and so it's been freshly redone i don't know what's happening with it but it's not opened I hope it still did, did when it was Spanky Van Dykes, did it have the beanbags on the floor like it did when it was Albert's? No, it had like oh. proper seating. Oh no, I love beanbag um, floor. I love a beanbag. <laughs> but it had like a load of video games and that had a um, 
I don't know what it is. I just remember that, the, yeah, there was a fighting game and there's a character called Julia and I looked at her things and she did a low, a low kick if you pressed circle three times and it was really overpowered. And so Ben, this was a game which Ben had played with his brother when they were kids and I kept on beating him because I knew this one combo which was overpowered of this low kick and we had to leave because he was getting too angry. <laughs> <laughs> But that's my only experience with fighting games. And then it's like he found out a counter to the one move, which I knew. And then I was fucked from then on. But yeah, I don't know. I've never known anything much about them. They seem they seem fun and kind of button. Yeah, I'm very yeah. much a button masher. Yeah, exactly. Pressing circle three times. I, well, yeah, every I was I've always been sort of so overjoyed when uh, playing Street Fighter when I've been like playing as Ryu and accidentally do a Hadouken because my key mashing has just been precisely that combination. I'm like, fucking yeah. yeah. Don't need to learn things. They're going to happen occasionally, no matter what. Yeah, like full monkey in a room full of time writers. <laughs> a monkey in a room full of time writers. You oh know. my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh my God. Can we propose that as a doctor who plot yes yeah cool katie and leslie get into writing classic british tv shows i'm currently trying to get into telly You're, you live in london we yeah. have the two ingredients necessary to get into telly <laughs> i spent the morning researching um the history of mortal Kombat, and by that i mean i listened to a video essay while i was doing my makeup nice and um there are like there's a lot of gods and then there's like the elder gods and then there's like the one god <laughs> for some reason, not that one different one he's a big face and he's too <laughs> powerful and so the other gods split him into eight daggers i'm just thinking because i mean i don't know the deep lore and you said you told me earlier that it was confusing so you don't know if you got much of it basically yeah, no, i listened to it and i know there's there's eight planes um, <laughs> that's not enough to run an airport uh, you know <laughs> jokes as intrusive thoughts <laughs> <laughs> they split the big face into eight daggers, which then became eight realms, one of which is like the Earth realm, which is everyone's favourite. Because um, of course it is. And then there's some others like the nether realm and the under realm and the shit realm and, and bullshit. And it's all just different versions of hell. Also, um, do we think, I feel like there is some sense that the person who was like, or the people who were creating this were sort of trying to be like J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> like I feel a like it's, bit. it yeah. has a bit of a like Lord of the Rings vibe. Like instead of being like, there's all these rings, it's like here's there's all these swords. Like <laughs> this guy's face got split into shitloads of daggers. Like, there is like a MacGuffin, or like an amulet, which is yeah, Raiden's amulet, which is very important, and it's like again important jewelry. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that I mean I suppose any sort of high fantasy sort of thing is going to take some inspiration from that. But I wonder in a way whether Lord of the Rings, and I, I can't, I don't think much could improve Lord of the Rings because it's fucking incredible, but I I wonder whether the presence of Scorpion would help. <laughs> so would Scorpion be on the Fellowship? Or, yeah. And, and in that <laughs> case, is Sub-Zero allied with Mordor? Yes, <laughs> I think, I, I love this. Also, what? so what does the Scorpion... Just what what is Scorpion's weapon? Because I know he can pull people over here. He's just got the dagger on a string. Yeah, <laughs> and my dagger on a string. <laughs> I my favorite thing. I don't know if I've told you this already. My favorite thing is so occasionally in these current times that we're living through, when people are wearing a mask, 
when they're wearing a hood as well, they always look like Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> it really makes me very happy. I might get like a yellow mask. <laughs> I'm sure it exists. I'm sure yeah. the like Scorpion and Sub-Zero masks yeah. exist. My favorite thing is um, wearing a hood or a hat and sunglasses and a mask. And it's like, I could be anyone. Under you could here. be literally anyone. <laughs> I could be a skeleton. <laughs> you I are. could be the invisible man. So, okay, a question for you. and I'm, We're going to just quiz you. And by we, I mean me. Uh, but the audience yeah. can feel free to shout at home any questions they have about Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't know <laughs> how that's half an hour of half-assed research. I'm not ready for this. So, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are... I mean, they're the same guy in different colors, you know? Someone killed Sub-Zero's clan and he spends the whole timeline really, really pissed off about it. And really cold, I imagine. Maybe if he put on some more layers, he'd feel better. So he said, well, I'll have a Snickers. Have a fucking Parker. Yeah, just have a nice hot bath. And I know at one point Sub-Zero gets turned into a cyborg and gets a new name, which is... Is it Cyb-Zero? Cyb-Zero? Is it Cyb-Zero? No, what is it? It's Cryomancer, which I get because, like, cryogenics is, like, ice, but it's just, like, Cryomancer. (laughs) I got turned into a cyborg. (laughs) Also, it fully sounds like a name that someone would have on a forum in 2004. Yeah, like, it's really bad. Yeah. So my big question, because there's scorpion and there's sub-zero but then there's also reptile yes what's his fucking deal why is he them but a lizard (laughs) i personally can't wait for the version of this podcast where (laughs) where we get a third person who's just a lizard who looks like us because you were saying before this that um beck hill had described you as a goth in negative yeah um and i'm a goth and then yeah. we're just gonna have a goth lizard. And we're both like quite mullety. So. Yeah. <laughs> goth lizard with a mullet. Oh, uh, yes. I'll put that on a list of things which I don't need to Google because I know like <laughs> thousands of people are gonna have that as their fursona, scale sona, or whatever the fuck. But yeah, so that was my main question. You talked a bit before the podcast. I feel like you should tell the listeners about, uh, about Johnny Cage and Sonia. <laughs> So one thing which did stick out for me was uh, at one point, Johnny Cage, who is um, a Hollywood actor, but is like everyone is born to be in Mortal Kombat and they have a little, they're born with a birthmark of the dragon's head. Um, Mortal Kombat is whenever like any of the realms want to invade the other, uh, they have to win 10 Mortal Kombat, which is like fighting tournaments. They have to win 10 of those in a row uh, if they they want to invade. Um, so that's what Mortal Kombat is. And Johnny Cage is, um, it's just a Hollywood actor who, like everyone else is generally of like Chinese or Japanese descent. And then there's yeah. Johnny Cage, who is their idea of an American. And is just a bit of a, of a bellend throughout. <laughs> um, and then the other American character is Sonia, who is um, an FBI detective. And after about, I don't know, like eight, seven eight games i can't remember when it was there's a gap of like 40 years where they just settle (laughs) down and have a kid but so they have a kid and then their relationship managed to survive like five different end of the world situations but sonia's work-life balance between the fbi and rate and her family is fucked and so they get divorced (laughs) 
And like, oh, that's the real life horror. Like in this, this game is like famed for being like super violent. And, um, but no, it was the work-life balance which got him in the end. Like both of these characters have been killed and revived by magic over and over again. But no, it's the work-life balance. So then Johnny Cage takes the kid and just trains it to be more a mortal combatter. Mortal, com- mortal combatter. So then you can play as them. I think Sonya's still there. <laughs> that's the only thing which stood out for me other than cyborgs which is weird yeah and um Cyb zero alien politics cry cryomancer like and a reptile ninja <laughs> and a reptile ninja and as you know guy with four arms oh yeah all the better for ripping off everyone else's two arms to make a net zero arms as i sort of as i think i said i kind of have like such a conflated idea of fighting games because i've sort of played bits and pieces of so many and i feel like mortal kombat's always been a big touchstone for me but so is street fighter obviously because it's just yeah. you know such such a one um and it's there's an interesting there's a sort of similarity because i believe in street fighter so there's the two the sort of two main characters of the sort of main guys there's there's ryu who's like the guy but then there's also yeah. ken who is basically Ryu, but American, but I think was like trained by the same trainer in Japan as Ryu. And so they have the same like fighting moves and stuff. And I just think it's a really interesting thing that like fighting games will typically just be like, here's here's all these, here's all these characters. And then there's the token Americans. And I just, we need this to sell in America. <laughs> exactly. They won't find her relatable if they're not a blonde man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see a blonde man going, well, I love chicken. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm here for fighting, Ryu. <laughs> I'm simultaneously a cowboy and from New York. <laughs> exactly. Like all Americans. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, it just, I, one of my genuine favorite fighting games, I, I, I love it so much. It's by Capcom as well. And so I think they mm. sometimes do crossovers with Street Fighter is called Darkstalkers. And it's basically just goth Street Fighter. Oh, hello. It's so good. It's like there's um there's a character, she's called Morrigan and she's like a succubus or a sort of vamp- vampire lady. And then there's Felicia who's like a cat girl. <laughs> and it's <this> all <laughs> very potentially fan service-y if falling, if falling into particular hands. But... It's it's so fucking good. And it's like one of these games that I remember playing a lot when I was a kid. And it just was so much more interesting than the other fighting games because everyone else is just like, I'm a fighter. Whereas they're like, I'm also some sort of a monster. And I was like, I love it. But it's weirdly difficult to find now. Like I, I was looking at when I got a Nintendo Switch because they have such a great back catalog of games that you can buy for really cheap, like sort of retro mm-hmm. games that you loved when you were a kid. And so I looked for that and you can find all the Street Fighters, but for some reason, Darkstalkers just is not really that possible to find. And I just like, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't live up to my idea of it, but I just really want to have it. Like, I just, I just want yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's important. I keep on wanting to play, um, yeah, at Spanky Van Dyke, so they had a PlayStation 1 and um, they had... Lara Croft Tomb Raider 2 which I loved when I was a kid but I only ever played the obstacle course because I was a child and not good and like (laughs) one of of my like as I was like moving up the ranks in stand-up during the bit where I was starting to get like open spots at paid and like cool paid gigs um I had like a really long extended bit which was just a Tomb Raider 2 reference and I've got a lot of fond memories of it and literally I got further 
after about three pints and in Spanky Van Dyke stuff, I'm gonna have a god drink too. I got further than I did than my in- through my entire childhood because <laughs> now I'm much better at playing games. And also, I feel like there is something about just doing things like that drunk, where it's super low stakes, where you're just like, yeah, like you just sort of can as- accomplish things that you don't think you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I was I went to uh, Namco on the South Bank a couple of years ago with some friends because I was like, oh, my God, massive arcade. This is going to be incredible. And it was it was really good. But the whole place, there's not a single fighting game. And I'm like, why am what? I here? Why the why am I here? If not for like, you know, like full on like arcade. Yeah, like like arcade machine with like the joystick and all the buttons to like play it properly standing up against someone it's just yeah i i found that really disappointing because i was just like no i don't i i can play dance dance revolution that's fun i can do i can do all this stuff there's like bumper cars in there there's a bar there's all this stuff but not a single fighting game that's so sad like i was watching a documentary series on netflix called high score about like the history of video games and it's really good and yeah um I recommend it, but they were talking about how in Japan, um, with fighting games coming out, they would have like books next to the um, the game where people would write in their tips on oh. how to play it and stuff. And that's how you, that's how like loads of people learn. And it was like such a like concrete culture, which is really nice. Yeah. And also, I I've sort of just had a memory, I don't know, sort of mini recovered memory of sort of because because as I say like I sort of fighting games I sort of have a conflated sense of them I was never I never played any of them extensively but they were all there all the time mm. I remember there was this like uh, sort of cabin by a lake that we used to go to when I was a kid we used to go every August for a week and we would be there and a bunch of other people would come around the same time so you kind of always saw the same other families there it was really nice and I just remember being maybe maybe ten years old and being in the lake, and and one of our one of my friends, their their cottage uh, was right next to the to the lake, and and so they could play music out the window. And I remember they're playing the Mortal Kombat theme when we were in the lake right next to them. <laughs> like, yeah, like I just remember. <laughs> and I I also yeah, it's just like it's an interesting thing how these things kind of just are just sort of there throughout your life. It's really exciting though, and it's because there's this amazing new fighting game that we've been both getting into. It's so good, and if any of you are as into fighting games as as you know we theoretically are, you know, not actively, <laughs> but we love the idea of them. Yeah, the idea of them is great. Yeah, I feel like this is really one that's worth checking out. So we're going to tell you a little bit about it, aren't we? Yeah. But first, let's do a cool sting just to kind of put it together. Katie. I love my cool sting. <laughs> I, I love it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm not even joking. I know, genuinely, I, I ran into work because it was sometime in the middle of the night here time that, that he sent us our cameo. And so I woke up in the morning and it was the first thing I saw. And that day was amazing. Like, what a thing to wake <laughs> up to. I sent it to you straight away. And then I went into work and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> So good it's so good all right so, so 
so what should we tell them about this? How do how do we even begin to explain this fighting game, Katie? Um, so this fighting game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, should we describe our characters first? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think we absolutely should. So yeah, what's who do you play as when you play it? Um, you know, I'm keeping it fast and loose. I'm still in the character creation um, area. Um, one thing I have decided is that my character is going to be from the nether realm because it's the only one of the non-earth realms I can remember the name of from my nice. research this morning. Um, and she um, stores the souls of everyone she kills within her body. Um, oh, that's and, cool. But like, at first it started as like, oh, I'm consuming a soul. Because she's so good at um, fatalities, she has a lot of souls and her skin has started to get like, big lumps on it full of like soul meat gross but she's like <laughs> she's disguising it by just having boob windows in her outfit and so oh. she's just passing them off as boob windows that's so amazing whenever two of them are close enough together she's like oh cleavage <laughs> and she wears little shorts that's um, amazing because every because that's one important thing in these games like you've got um people from all over the world and indeed all over the world from loads of different from different realms and stuff but uh and you know the people that there's like 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 we said earlier lizard people who so <laughs> were tall with four uh, tall with like forearms and all yeah. kinds of aliens and gods and magical powers but all of the women are skinny with massive tits yeah and, and are shown off to full effect and i figure i just want to get in on that because you know every game adds new characters i need to stand out to the predominantly male fan base yes and to do that i think i'm just going to be covered with boob like protrusions yeah just cleavage a plenty <laughs> i'm gonna have like 15 boob windows all over my body amazing that's so good do you have a name for your character um not quite but i was thinking beyond burger <laughs> <laughs> what <a> good name <laughs> I'll tell you a bit about who I like to play as. Mine's really interesting, actually, because I you, you're in the character creator, which I sort of haven't really delved into yet. Yeah. Um, I actually have been playing as not one of the not one of the sort of starting characters, but an unlockable character. Oh. Yeah, and it's actually it's weird. It's weird. It's, there's like a certain level of synchronicity to it because I just I can't believe that I found this character, but um, her Japanese name is Resuri. Ooh. Which actually does translate to Leslie. But, oh. yeah, weirdly in the English version, her name is Rita. So, <laughs> so I've been playing as Rita. Um, and, yeah, I she's like... So, I, as I say, the coincidences, like, they keep going. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And so, um, sort of physically, she's very tall. Uh, she's got yeah. green hair with a perfectly pointed fringe that never moves. Like it just stays oh. there, stays pristine, uh, which, you know, jealous. Um, and then she's got incredibly muscular thighs because uh, you need them. She's yeah. very, very, very skinny. And I'm not being weird body wise, but as you say, that's the way these games are designed. And I mean, it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice bit of escapism. Uh, but, you know, I'm getting better with co body confidence, but it's just, you know, it's what's in the game. So it's who I'm playing as. Yeah, uh, she's got lots of tattoos, and then, and this is really cool. She's got her left arm, is is not uh, flesh and blood. Her left arm is a golden arm. <laughs> of course, 
Gold and Arms. I was thinking like, oh, is this the return of Golden Armsley, which is your nickname in our group chat? I fucking love a golden arm. You know, it's like I always say, bury me with my golden arm. <laughs> this po- this podcast is going to require footnotes. I think I feel like we genuinely, because of who I am as a person, I feel like we genuinely have explained bury me with my golden arm in a previous episode. <laughs> Uh, and when we find out which episode that is, we will put it in the episode notes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so her. You talked a bit about about uh, Beyond Burger's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you a bit about uh, Rasuri, aka Rita's outfit. So yeah. So she's where she's got huge, huge iridescent platform boots that look like they'd be difficult to walk in, let alone fight in. But but she manages. You know. They always do in these games. Kind of like <laughs> Daphne in the live action Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. It's film. like, I suppose any of these things, I suppose the more practice you get, the easier it is. But it does look, it does look perilous because as I mentioned, she's quite tall anyway. And with those boots on, like just unwieldy, you know? Yeah. But because she's a fictional character, it's fine. Yeah. You never see like Goro in platform heels. At least you should. <laughs> yeah. You, you will now in my new fan art. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> um, Subscribe to Goro's OnlyFans. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So she wears a sequined off the shoulder skater dress that matches her boots, Ooh. which are kind of like iridescent, but sort of like pink, pink base. Is that um, similar to the one in the background of your shot right now? Oh, that is a jacket, but it is the outfit, the outfit, and this is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, is based upon that. <laughs> Are you cosplaying now? <laughs> There's not much to do at the moment. Um, no. <laughs> you, just, you just gotta, you just gotta sim- come up with cosplay ideas. <laughs> and similarly, I've got um, a ganglion cyst on my wrist, which is a lump about the size of a kidney bean. <laughs> That is squishy. Like the soul might be. (laughs) I just need another one next to it and I can get myself a little brace over the boob window. (laughs) Um, Rita also wears uh, fingerless gloves, of course. You gotta wear fingerless gloves. And then also underneath this, this like off the shoulder skater dress that she's wearing, she's wearing just a really cool black strappy bra so you can see the like strappiness just coming above. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's 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 her that's her main look. But actually, because you could, because in all fighting games, uh, depending on which ca- button you use to select the character, you get alternate color versions. She does oh. have a couple of different alternate color versions. So yeah, I could tell you about those now if you want to hear them. Yes, I would love to. They're pretty. They're pretty simple. I've done most of the description of what she looks like. So the al- alternate one uh, is. She's wearing black fishnets in the main outfit. She's wearing white fishnets in alternate one. Uh, and then just, it's a blue variation of the outfit. Oh. That's one. So I yeah, that's, see. yeah, exactly. You kind of get, you kind of get the like, you know, like pink or the blue version. What, what do you feel? Um, and then alternate two, uh, just the entire outfit. Every, everything's gold. She's entirely gold, except her left arm is made of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Bury me with my fleshy arm. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the golden arm for a minute and you brought it back. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. I just love a golden arm. Bury me with my golden arm. It's going to be so easy to do a fatality on you as the game goes on and the golden arm slowly poisons you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you just 
notice notice uh Rusty, aka, AKA Rita looking more and more sickly as the game progresses. <laughs> but she refuses to have it taken away from her. At the end of the plot, you're just like she's just lying on the floor going like no and so Sarah is like I don't feel good about this I don't want to do th- this isn't a fair I don't want I, 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 uh, I don't know I just don't. and then Scorpion's like oh, you know we, we often disagree throughout this franchise but I'm right with you on this I don't want yeah. to either and he's like fucking what and then they fight instead and Reed yeah. on the floor like yeah. uh, self fatality yeah <laughs> take me to a hospital <laughs> Not one that will take my golden arm away. So yeah, she's the best. I, I love playing as her. She sounds like she's probably like really overpowered at the start of the game. Um, because she's an unlo- unlockable character, she's definitely kind of like new game plus bait. And also the fact that it gets harder as you go on, I think yeah. we would see. I think she, she like that character is going to be really popular with a lot of like the really hardcore players who are like, yeah, I'm going to take a... Um, you know, a nerf because of the, the golden arm poisoning, but I can still beat you even on this character who is suffering from <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arms. Oh god, there's so many great characters in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually do you do you want to hear how you unlock Ressery, Rita? Uh yeah. Cool. Um so so you unlock her because this is a little like pro tip for anyone new playing the game, but like if you don't want to hear spoilers, then like just you know like fast forward like 30 seconds a minute. Mm maybe even 15 seconds um you unlock her after after you defeat barney rubble from the flintstones because <laughs> <laughs> that's something which we haven't mentioned yeah every character in this game is barney yeah all the starter characters are called barney and then you have to unlock other ones um, yeah so i think the first one you get is um barney from how i met your mother yeah Very barney much. stinson <laughs> Very much filling in a uh, a Johnny Cage as kind of like the a gar- arrogant, annoying American character. Mm, yeah, we mentioned there's Barney Rubble from other Flintstones. You also have mm. Barney Gumble from The Simpsons. Yeah, you fight him in Moe's, obviously. It, yeah, that's his his yeah. gym. Um, there's Barney the dinosaur, who is probably from one of the other other realms, who is yeah. challenging <laughs> Earth realm to more combat. Surprisingly uh, terrifying, actually. Yeah, like yeah, it's like, really quite you're... overwhelming when you face him. <laughs> Some of those things where the, it's like Big Bird is like, oh, he's very cute, but like, no, he's really tall. Uh, you know, eyes in the front, this creature hunts. This is a predator. <laughs> You'd think as well that he would be the final boss of like the initial playthrough of the game, but he's actually not. There's also um, a barn with legs. <laughs> he's called Barney. <laughs> and it'll just like headbutt you in one shot. Yeah, or, or just or just pull you in and close the doors, and then you're just trapped in a barn. Oh no! Yeah, no one wants that. No. <laughs> Who else have we got, Katie? Uh, we've got um, Barney Howard from <laughs> CBBC th- fame in the 2000s and early 2010s, who was on all of children's TV and basically owned the channel. Because I showed Leslie the intro to Frank Patrol, which is very good. Might put the theme tune in now. (laughs) 
it was very cute to make because Barney Harwood and two men dressed as ninjas turn up and they're kind of like prank contractors and so they will have been hired by a, a small child to pull pranks on other small children but it's just three adult men who <laughs> so were dressed as ninjas and it's really really good so I think he would be like you've got to get through both of the ninjas before you get to Barney Harwood and actually who, it's sorry you sort of finish what you're saying and then I actually have a cool little detail to tell the audience about it um oh no I was gonna say it's hench now and that is true yeah yeah um because I was going to the yeah so I went to see Dick and Dom's student show at the Edinburgh Fringe when they did Dick versus Dom and it was amazing because we got we didn't know they were doing a student or like adult one at midnight so we went to the kids one and um it's a lot of like audience interaction and Mm -hmm. gunge and it's it's really good um and then they're like, we're doing an adult version. And like the adult version was just insane. They were like, we can swear and be rude. At <laughs> one point, Dick went into the audience and grabbed someone's two liter stein of beer and necked it in one go. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it was unhinged. Like I cannot emphasize enough. And this room full of like 500, like, like not teenagers, but like kind of like late teens, early twenties who'd grown up with this and were like, losing their fucking minds and then there was a bit towards the end where they got a guy out of the audience and he got like a hoodie on and a um a baseball cap and he was hiding his face and he was like oh come on come on stage and he was like mm. and they're like come on stage and then they got him on stage and they were, they were like are you gonna take your hat off and he was like no <laughs> like no who are you under there and then he did a big reveal and it was barney harwood and i have ah. not heard a noise like it in my life <laughs> like i've not been to see like a live sporting event but i think <laughs> it was something close to that everyone was like ah! <laughs> and then it was in um like the big venue in underbelly and it's one of the ones where the stage is on the floor and then there's kind of tiered seating. Mm, yeah, and there's exactly like the ones. a wolf and like a stage invasion. Everyone was like, it's fucking bloody Oh hell. my God. <laughs> it was amazing. And then um, I was in the abattoir like immediately afterwards and like Dick and Dom and Barney Harwood were just there. <gasps> Dick vapes, that's fun. Barney <laughs> Harwood had taken his hoodie off because it was hot. And he's like really hench and covered in tattoos now. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, they made you cover that up towards the end of your career on CBBC. Because damn, I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. And, um, I had to pretend not to notice them or see them. Because yeah. you're not supposed to be like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan in the avatar. Um, but then Barney Howard kept on looking at me because I'm <gasps> a goth and I look strange. And I had to be like, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> It probably they're probably used to like yeah people yeah. my age group acting weird around them <laughs> i know well, i was i was gonna say because i was i you know as like as as we've said we've been so into this fighting game so naturally that's bled through into uh my work and so i've been t- telling some of my co-workers about it and stuff and just kind of going it's so good you need to play it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh here's all the starting characters and i have a, a couple of co-workers who are your age and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 Barney from Prank Patrol, I guess, is in it. And they were like, oh. <laughs> they're like Barney. Yeah, all the all, all the like 24 year olds are very excited. So that's yeah. nice. I mean, I'm not from this country. I don't know if you can tell. Oh. I, and also I'm like 10 years older than you. But it is, it is, I kind of wish that I could kind of see the appeal of it based just on you showing me that intro. A really cool detail actually they've included in this fighting game. And it is a Capcom game, so they don't have the like 
I don't know how they got the intellectual rights to anyone that they did, actually. They must, I mean, I'm sure they have lots of money they can do. Well, I mean, like, the, the rights are different in Japan. Like, yeah. This is like, <laughs> um, so me and Ben have been getting into, well, Ben especially has got into an anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. And all of the enemies, or like a load of the characters, are named after real life musicians, which the <laughs> author likes. But for the, That's um, cute. the English language, or like American adaption, or like not adaption, dub, um, they've had to change all of the names of the characters and oh it's really good like my my favorite one oh there was um like one character who's named after the band's boys two men and his name was written down so like oh they can't change it too much yeah Um, and so they called it boys men men (laughs) that's the name of the character but um my favorite one i'll always remember is um there's one called um Dirty Jeep, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, which is oh named my god after a character. Um, I think it was like Filthy Axe Committed at a Reasonable Price. That's <laughs> what they renamed him as. Oh, there's like one called Killer Queen who became Deadly Queen. <laughs> there, I I love that. Whoever like the people dubbing it, the people like adapting it, kind of to to make it um, sort of the English language version. I love the like sense of humor behind that. Yeah, you're like, what's the stupidest way we can get the same point across? And I, that's just the energy that I basically live my life with, you know. So it's very, very um, good. Like the author had named characters after like Prince songs, who so is notoriously yeah. litigious, even after death. Mm. And um, God, I can't remember my favorites now because it's been a while since I've watched it. But um, yeah, it's excellent. Anyway, yeah. continue. Anyway, but yeah, so that's, that's I, I mean, yeah, I love that. And it's like, they sort of haven't done quite the same with this fighting game, which is a shame. But a little cute little thing, and I think they never really meant it to be a huge thing, so they didn't really mean to name them. But, you know, the two the two ninjas uh, who come with, with said Barney. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is like just slightly yellow, yellow color scheme, and the other one's slightly blue. Yeah. As a little tribute to Mortal Kombat itself. And I just think that's really nice. You mentioned that your character is unlockable. Yes. Um, are there any other characters that are unlockable? Oh, cause... yeah, there's there's so many. I, I don't even think that, because I'm, I'm still in the process of playing it. Like, we've just gotten into it yeah. recently, haven't we? So uh, there's some of the characters that we found so far we can tell, tell them about. My favorite is um, a homunculus of all of the friends. <laughs> off of friends yeah that one that one's fucked up like if we said we said the barney for like barney the dinosaur is quite frightening but like that's just base game level frightening yeah it's like dark it's dark souls level frightening yeah the the homunculus of 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 the entire uh, cast of friends from friends is quite something to behold yeah i really i one of my favorite unlockable characters one of the ones that brought me the most joy was the pink panther <laughs> Not, yeah. not actually, weirdly, because I the way I say that, like you're gonna you're gonna have a very specific image in your mind. Not the cartoon panther that you're thinking of, but the diamond that people were looking for in the first film. <laughs> does it shoot um lasers at you? Because you know it does. I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing a lot of the game Hades when I should have been playing this game because it's better than Hades, everyone's favorite game from 2020. But that has a mini boss in Tartarus, which is just a big pink crystal that shoots you, and it's the worst. I hate it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, this one's a bit more fun because it does actually. It's it's interesting. Again, the intellectual rights are interesting. They have just a slightly fucked up version of the like classic Pink Panther theme playing while you fight the diamond. Oh, I love that. 
you know, like sort of enough that they don't have to pay for the rights to it. Yeah, who else? Who else have you been excited to unlock? So Inspector Morse is it? Inspector Morse. She's very excited. She texted me when she unlocked Inspector Morse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the detective who, li- who lived in Oxford <laughs> and just did some like quite good crime dramas in the 90s. Um, he's in the game. He's, he's got piercing blue eyes. Women think he's sexy despite the fact that he's not in any way. Um, Lewis is there. Hathaway hasn't been born yet, which uh, everyone's thankful for. And should remain as such, because uh, Hathaway is the only role of everyone's favorite internet asshole, um, Lawrence Fox. Oh fuck! I know that the thing is, the series is genuinely good. My grandparents used to like it, and I used to watch it uh, when they watched it because I lived with them and had no choice. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it was good. And then it's kind of like, oh no, it's been ruined. So we're going back to Inspector Morse is in this fighting game. Um, he likes opera. And has blue eyes. I think I'm just about... And women think he's sexy for some reason. Um, but he's not, because he's like a very old man. He's yeah, I was going to say. He's, like, he's, like in his, he's clearly in his 60s. Um, I'm, I'm just going to... One second. I, cause, because I've only seen the um, video game version of him, mm. I, I can't really picture what he is meant to look like. So yeah, it's only the slightly anime style. Oh yeah, no, he's not sexy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bless John Thor. Like, yeah, oh, it's based on him. some novels. But, like, yeah, every so often a woman, like, a woman who's, like, 20 years younger than him will just throw herself at you at him. And he's like, no, thanks. Uh, oh. To his credit, he's like, mm, I'm not That's it. good. That's, yeah, um, that's something instead of being, like, yeah. He's, he's married to the job. I, I, I just, I heard some rumors about the, uh, the sequel and I heard they were going to get, um, Detective Inspector Frost played by David Jason. <laughs> Actually, that's that brings me to an interesting point, which is uh who was the sort of um unlockable character that you were the most surprised by? Um because I know who mine was. <laughs> most surprised was Inspector Morse because oh, yeah. I didn't know that he was big in Japan where this game is made. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, what was your most surprising? I was most surprised by the appearance of the actor Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in there. Yeah, just out of character. Yeah, he's just he's just there, and you you try to fight him, and he's kind of like, no, I've got a movie to film. Yeah, <laughs> I always yeah. look like I'm gonna cry. I'm you friends know? with I'm friends with Johnny Cage. <laughs> Hell up instead. Don't waste. <laughs> Talking like a Hollywood starlet from the 1930s. Because he is. Have you seen my movie, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that's a weird one. That's a weird fight because you kind of just have to like beat him up because he's just not participating. So it's a really easy fight, but you don't feel good about yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like um, in, in a lot of video games where like, it's combat oriented you'll have different bosses who some of them are very mechanics based so you have to jump over a thing and some of them are straight dps checks so they'll have a lot of health and you have to kill them before Mm. a certain amount of time runs out yeah Um, not very often there's morality checks it's weird but it's the only way to advance on in the game and that's really tough and it's sort of there's an interesting element to the game that i feel isn't um 
I don't know. I, as I say, I don't know. Like, I don't have a, a much of a knowledge of fighting games. I just know that I've the ones I've enjoyed and sort of, I've never known much about any of them. But I feel like this is an interesting um, feature that it has where there's almost a choose your own adventure element to it. Yeah. So depending on how you handle the fights, that's how you end up unlocking different people. So it's not like clear cut how you get different characters. It's sort of, you could you could play a game for as long, as much as a friend and you could end up unlocking, unlocking entirely different characters. And that's really cool. We don't know how many characters they put into the game. And then obviously you have the customizing characters thing. And there's like a whole cool online element where if you really like your character, you can upload it and then other people can play yeah. against it. It's really, really cool. But um, yeah, so that's kind of, and I don't, I don't think that you've ended up getting this character, but I ended up actually yesterday unlocking Doogie Howser, MD. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect him. He's like a child doctor. I don't know what he's doing there. Is he from like a, a an American TV show? I'm, I'm not aware of Doogie Howser oh, at all. Oh, you see, I know he's, I never saw it. It was before my time, but yeah, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he was actually it's an interesting thing i don't know exactly uh, what um caused them to do this but he's actually in the show he's he's in he's actually played by the same actor as one of the main characters in the fighting game oh yeah yeah and actually that brings me on to an interesting point which is uh there's a thing i didn't tell you about about the character i've been playing as Ressery aka rita which is that she has a rival oh which i don't know do you i, I feel like do you have a rival for yours i'm not um. sure yeah, I mean, the thing is, it, it's strange with them, like, because mine's in the character creator. Yeah. Everyone just kind of, um, like, I guess she's not canon, but if I was to choose a, um, <laughs> if I was to choose a rival, I would choose, like, everyone's least favorite addition to the game, which was just added to make it sell in America, which is all of the minions. Yeah. Oh, God, that's not that, that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel if I had made my own character, I would have chosen them as well, because it's just, I don't fucking care about your banana, you know? I yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's... um. But weirdly overpowered. So you have to do the fight a lot, and you have to listen to their catchphrases a lot. It's, it's a yeah. really strange decision of, of Capcom. And it is a strange thing too, because as I say, it's like sort of so random which characters you unlock, but I think that there's no way to play the game without having to unlock the minions. Yeah. Like they are there no matter, like they're there whether you like them or not. They're in the ads for it as well, which I think is a strange decision, but obviously, as you say, it's to try to get it to, to sell more in America. But <laughs> it's just like, I almost didn't play it because I was like, I don't fucking care about minions, but I'm really glad yeah. I did because it is an amazing game. Really, but yeah. So so Rita has um, a, a sort of a rival, and I'm going to tell you about it. So her rival is Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. So she. So the two of them. There's a whole story, and that's the great thing about this game is that there there is so much story. There's so much story to it. It sort of doesn't necessarily always make sense, but we don't really want it to, you know. No. There's, and if it doesn't make sense, and we get ourselves into a hole, we can just reverse the timeline, which Mortal Kombat has done like three times now. So. Exactly. And it's just I like I like something that has heavy lore behind it. You know, you could tell they really care, even if there's a lot of people and they're all trying to do different things with it. Um, and so, yeah, so the lore behind um, Rita's rivalry with Barty Stinson from How I Met Your Mother mm. is that the two of them were assigned as partners in fight school. And, and when Rita first saw Barty Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, she exclaimed in surprise, Neil Patrick Harris! 
but he isn't Neil Patrick Harris. He's the fictional character portrayed by Neil Patrick Harris on the smash hit television sitcom How I Met Your Mother, which ran from 2005 to 2014. When Rita realized her mistake, she was quick to backpedal, but the damage had been done. He looked up what she meant when she shouted Neil Patrick Harris and had the horrible discovery that he himself was fictional. Rita has been a sworn enemy ever since. And actually a really similar thing happened when Rita met unlockable character, character Doogie Howser MD. Yeah. As played by Neil Patrick Harris when he was a child. Oh, right. So yes, there's a lot of lore behind it. Do you, do you have, because I know you can kind of create your own character bio when you do the um, creator mode. So tell, tell us, tell us more. I know you said that you come, you come from the nether realm, but. Yeah. So she's from the, the nether realm, which has been trying to, um, Court, so uh, which has been like declaring mortal combat on earth and you, there's one mortal combat every generation <laughs> but combat spelled with a c correctly yeah. because they can't get away with the licensing in the english no. speaking world <laughs> mortal um, spelled with two l's and an e yeah mortal mortal combat <laughs> yeah so there's been nine and then she is like the new up-and-coming um netherrealm champion who like ingests the souls of everyone she eats and uh, but she doesn't really want to fight she wants to be like the guardian of netherrealm in the same way that raiden is the guardian of um, earth in mortal Kombat, which is different games to the one we're talking about <laughs> yeah it is uh, <laughs> i am realizing um, <laughs> but there's um, a lot of similarities though like you can see where a lot of the inspiration for the game that we love comes from yeah it's more of a homage than anything um so um i think like so she was raised like specifically to be a champion the ability to store souls within her body after doing like a ritual where she had to um kill her entire clan which she didn't realize it was her clan until afterwards because she was blindfolded it was supposed to be like like oh these are training dummies and they took it off her and it was like her clan and she was like no oh that's so evil and fucked yeah Yeah. it's really um fucked and melodramatic which is often the case in these kind of games so I figure like you know if I'm gonna create my own character I need to make it fit in yeah everyone loves lost had their their family and stuff killed like five times over in Mortal Kombat because that's what depth is and um some of them have their marriage fall apart because uh the stresses of the work home life balance are too much yeah <laughs> which is what makes that one so funny because like everyone else's tragic backstories involves the death of everything they love and this one is just like oh she was just too busy with the fbi <laughs> yeah they just had dif- really different lives yeah johnny cage would be like you know i'd get dinner on the table and then she'd be late home and it would be cold and like our daughter was like where's mummy and we're like it's like there's only so many times you can say solving crime yeah or she'd have a day off and she'd really want to actually have some some quality time and he'd be like sorry babe i sent in a self-tape and now they want me on set yeah like it's it's really hard having yeah like demanding careers yeah <laughs> Compared to like, you know, fighting to the death near constantly. You know, pulling out each other's skeletons all the time. Yeah, like that's fine. You can build yeah. a relationship off that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like the excitement is always there. And then when it stops being yeah. exciting, like the, the passion fizzles, I guess. We can learn a lot about human nature. <laughs> anyway, sorry, tell me, tell me more. Tell me more about Beyond Burger. Oh, more about Beyond Burger. Um, <laughs> um, Beyond Burger... 
is enemies with the minions because she finds their happy-go-lucky attitude annoying because she's, you know, incredibly sad constantly in a kind of sub-zero way. Yeah. Um, and then there's... She's, uh, she's like, had a period, because, like, it, it's a very lonely job. She had a period trying to befriend all of the homunculus, or, like, the homunculus of the friends. But they're all friends with each other, and it's kind of hard to penetrate a friendship group, which yeah. has that much history. Oh, no one uh, told her so life was going to be this way. No one told her life was going to be this way. <laughs> and um, the worst part about the homunculus of friends is that none of the hands get close enough that they can do the clap, and that's why they turn no. evil. Do you think they go, da, 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 da. They go, <laughs> and they do it as best they can with their mouths like bah, 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 bah. the whole game as well has like kind of like a sort of like a car- kind of dark color scheme so yeah. it really adds a spooky element to all these all these fights so even with the minions you're just like oh no except like they're the most accurate to what they really look like which makes them look more out of place but even still like i don't think it's the way the dream works uh would have necessarily wanted them to be portrayed <laughs> No, but mm. you know, like it, it's kind of the opposite of the um oh what's this what's the cyber cop film? Robocop. Robocop <laughs> What's what's that, like, that's that film about that cop who is a robot? Robocop is like definitely an 18 plus film, but there were so many children's toys made of it. Yeah, that's true. Merchandisable. So it's kind of the opposite of that, it's putting minions in the fighting game. That's just reminded me of one of my very favorite things in the entire world, which I don't know if you know about this. I feel like it's the sort of thing that other podcasts that we both like probably have mentioned. So I'm sorry if I got this knowledge from them. But do you know that when the film Rocky came out and they did action figures, they did an action figure of the meat that he beats up to practice fighting? It's one of the greatest things in the entire world. You can oh, still find amazing. it on like eBay. Just action figure of the meat. <laughs> meat figure. Meat figure. Do you want to hear a bit about my favorite character? Yeah. Backstory? Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, I it's, to. she's actually uniquely uh, not haunted in the context of this world where everything is sort of particularly dark. And again, it is, I don't know. I'm, I'm choosing to sort of see it as like just a lovely sort of um, bit of synchronicity or a lovely co- coincidence, but there are again like it's strange to find a character who sort of reminds me so much of myself in yeah. a thing like this so yeah it's so representation she is, for tall green haired funny people who like sparkling things is yeah. so important it is but like also but she's canadian <laughs> like that's her sort of yeah. backstory it's like it's an odd little thing so she's canadian um her life story sounds fairly similar to mine but where it differs is that one day she just woke up and one of and her left arm was gone oh yeah yeah and she was like oh but i mean because she was like i think that we're we we differ in that she doesn't sort of i mean she is a fictional character mm. but it doesn't really go into her, the emotional uh, impact that that would have on her. Whereas I think that if I'd written the character, I would have been like, well, it was fucked. It was really bad. Uh, but yeah. maybe I'm more of more of a sort of depressive nature than um, Rasri American name Rita is. But yeah, so she just, she didn't have an arm one day. She sort of seemed to deal with it, but she kind of went, okay, well, I'm going to find my arm. It's somewhere. I'm going to go find it. And so she went on a worldwide journey, or so she thought. But 
upon getting to the UK, one of her very first stops, she was in London and went, oh, I really like it here. So quickly got a golden arm made for herself and stayed. <laughs> and how, actually, did she, how did she finance the golden arm making? She had like a lot of money that she'd saved up for the big worldwide travel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't there was like, like um, getting, you know. I was just imagining her like doing something crazy and weird, like getting a job in a coffee shop or something to kind of finance. The no, she she wouldn't do that. No, that's um, crazy. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta be aspirational with what with the games you play. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. So no, she actually she just she just had a load of money because she was planning on traveling the entire world, and so you know when you basically stop somewhere not really that far from where you're from you end up just with a bunch of spare cash and then she sort of made the rest of her money by kind of entering sort of fighting competitions <laughs> and so yeah so she's got this um, she's got this golden arm she's in london actually the place that you fight her the place you encounter her and this is really interesting too because it's one of my it's one of the places that always stands out to me i always think it's really cool there's this bridge in between kentish town and camden town both of which are very near me um, it is weird to see a place near where you live represented in like a Japanese fighting game. Yeah. And they did a good job. So you kind of, you find her under this bridge and it's between Camden Town and Kentish Town. It's really cool. On one side, it says Kentish Town. The other side, it says Camden Town in between and kind of lights on the wall. It says town and there's arrows both ways. It's cute. Um, and so you find her there because she's waiting for a bus because as usual, she was over ambitious with what she thought she could walk home from the big, uh, Camden Sainsbury's and now really can't be bothered. <laughs> so you can see her grocery bags in the background as you fight. Yeah, that's a really good background. Yeah, but she's like sort of too tall to really like easily sort of fit underneath the like more ridged edges of the bridge. Yeah. And of course the like, cause it's like, it is sort of an arched arch sort of bridge over over top of the street and so you actually inevitably end up having to fight in the middle of the road so occasionally occasionally in a fight um with my favorite character you'll need to move off the road and wait for a bus to go by yeah yeah because it's just you know they 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 took practical considerations um into account when making the game which i think is really interesting in something that's sort of so much high fantasy involved it's interesting that they're also like yeah but like it's a pretty busy place you yeah. gotta let the buses by. And so yeah, so so she's she's cool. I like her. Yeah, I think yeah. um Beyond Burgers, um, if she were like in the game proper, her background would just be like somewhere like cool in nether realm with like all green ooze and Ooh. like lightnings and stuff like that. Um, but there is just off to the side a barbecue barbecue and just some like white guy with dreadlocks flipping some <laughs> vegan burgers. <laughs> I'm like it looks like it's bleeding like a real burger. Yeah. Oh, do you want it? It's made out of plants, but it looks like it's bleeding and it tastes yeah. like shit, just like a real burger. <laughs> um did did do you have like a sort of um standard because you were talking about the like little kick that you would do in that oh, game. Yeah. So what's your sort of go-to move for your character for Beyond um, Burger? I feel like um lots of kind of spinny ones because of all the extra mass of the the soul lumps slash like boob window fillers. <laughs> um, I feel like it's going to require a bit of heft to get it going. But once you've got it, like when she's doing lots of spin attacks, the momentum is going to carry her really far. And I think that's going to be really useful. Uh, so I think lots of spin attacks um, 
with like lots of like square and triangle jamming to keep it going and then other than that I think because it's going to be like a heft especially with the ones on her arms like lots of kind of small punches so she's got like a wide range one and the small punches are just like um a circle and she can also jump and like do like a cool landing Ooh. Like x and then circle or maybe she can do like some jumping flying attacks with like x and then square and circle this nice. is blatant xbox erasure and i apologize for it <laughs> i know i i was i actually that's interesting because i sort of i've been playing on playstation as well i didn't realize that we both were because i know they yeah. do make it for different platforms but yeah sort of there's just something there's because I, I i've had playstation and xbox in the past but there's just something about just like the shapes rather than letters that's just more appealing for yeah you know for i, the, I agree i've got yeah. my got my Nintendo Switch in front of me and I realize yeah. I'm talking shit about it. I'm just going to give it a little pat to apologize. Rita's sort of standard move that she does is called confidence boost, where she stops slouching, gives her opponent a level stare, which knocks them back. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you just, to do that, you just hold down X for 30 seconds and then you hit down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's simple, but it takes a while. Like you kind of have to boost it up. And so you have to like really choose your time for it because like, you know, it's not even that powerful a move. So it's like an odd standard move. But I mean, as I say, I'm more of a key masher. So yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. That's why I've been playing Beyond Burger as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've never used any of the moves I described. I'm just jam. Yeah. I sort of, the only move that I actually do use, because you kind of have to, is uh, the finishing move that Rita does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear about her finishing move? I do. Cool. Uh, so well, her, her finishing move, this is how you do it. So just, yeah, I mean, it's it's not too difficult. So you go up, down, left, right, up, down, triangle, square, square, circle, down, down, up, 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 right? Up, 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 X. That's how you do that. And what you get out of that is a punch, but it's a very powerful one. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's, it, it'll knock anyone up. It, it'll knock anyone out in a second. But like, the, yeah, the, the, the odd thing about the gameplay of this character in particular, she's not the easiest one to play as they intended her to be. Um, because everything is like sort of a bit, a bit needlessly complicated. But if you can manage it, if you can get that time in to do that, it's basically an instant fatality against anyone else. And yeah. you can ask kevin james <laughs> another uh, surprising unlockable character yeah. <laughs> for, some, for a minute there i thought you'd forgotten the name of kyle wyatt and, and mixed it with kevin james god this game is so fun i kind of want to get back to, get to playing it honestly yeah me too but i'm really glad we've had this chance to talk about it because it's like i really maybe actually maybe we can get them as a sort of sponsor imagine yeah oh, i mean maybe we could... could get characters based after us that would be i mean that would be really cool because it's like as i say like i do i do love Rusty, uh aka rita but you know i just i mean as i say she's pretty relatable but i think i could do better yeah yeah and i love beyond burger <laughs> the food and the character but you know i like the fries chicken nuggets more so <laughs> <laughs> baked chicken nuggets more so yeah there's always room for improvement oh yeah, yeah i forgot um oh i don't want to do any spoilers but i found out who the final boss of the game is oh what who it's triple h it's wwe's <gasps> triple h <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good final boss 
Oz. Also, I feel like that's not that much of a spoiler because there's just, really the journey is all just discovering who you see along the way, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the experience and like kind of it's the sense of achievement. Like you're you're applying yourself to doing something difficult, and when you succeed, it's like it's a real buzz. And also, I feel like such that like so much of the joy of a fighting game because there's obviously the storyline and you get through all of it, but so much of the joy of it is then getting all the characters you possibly can unlocked and then having some friends over and just playing it against them, you know? Yeah. Some sort of social element, I think, that makes fighting games so fun. So, yeah, let's yeah. just get back to playing our copies of the game and then when we actually get to see each other in person again, we can we can have a really good fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, we can have a tournament. Oh, yeah. that would be wonderful. Oh, that'd be so nice. We can invite around Alex and Dylan and yeah. Owen and Katie. <laughs> Julie and yeah. um, and Kay Oakley. Kay Oakley and, is who I was thinking of. Yeah. And all of our other listeners. Yeah. Mike Kyle Wyatt and pay him. Yes. 25 pounds. <laughs> hey guys, I'm just um, here at the party and I'm having a good time. <laughs> Isn't it like a pound to message him? We could just say like, oh, which button do you want to press now? And he could be like left. And we're like, okay, we've done oh, that. One pound. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're just being like his avatar. <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost us a fortune, but it'll be worth it. Actually, speaking of which, I heard a rumor that some of the aliens from Avatar are in the game as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. They've really gone all out. Like, it's just like, they just kind of just tried to think of any random bit of media they could instead of inventing many of their own characters. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for listening to A Fun Time with, with Katie and Leslie. Leslie. If you'd like to find us then you can follow us on Instagram at Katie and Leslie. And you can find us on Facebook under A Fun Time with Katie and Leslie or facebook.com slash Katie and Leslie. Also, if you'd like to support the show, we have set up a Kofi, <gasps> And so you'll find that in the show description. And you can just chuck us if you just have a little bit of money and you just want to help us out. Just chuck us a little bit of money and we'll love you forever. Also say who you are so that we know who we're loving forever because otherwise we just have all this love that's not going anywhere. And that can be dangerous. Yeah. It's just, you will feel a bit lost. So if you don't want us to feel lost, let us know. If you want to find me, Leslie Ewing Burgess, independently, you can find me on Facebook at Leslie Ewing Burgess, or it's facebook.com slash boobsley. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rainbow Ziggy. Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Katie Zoe Mitchell, on Twitter at Katie Zoe Mitch, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash katermitch that's k-a-t-e-r-m-i-t-c-h where i stream three times a week yay Yay! we love you so much thank you for listening and we'll see you next time see you next time on a fun time with katie and leslie